You're listening to the Legend Vest Podcast for Entrepreneurs. Whether you're just getting started or been in business for many years, we take a deep dive into what it takes to truly become successful. It's time to level up your business and your personal life. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jameson and Courtney Gavin. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Legend Vest Podcast. I am your host, Courtney Gavin. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. And you know what? I just want to give you all a shout out. Thank you all so much for your endless love and support. We have gotten so much feedback from y'all, which has been very, very positive and encouraging. And we just really appreciate you guys taking the time to leave us a review and taking the time to email us, call us. It really means a lot to us and actually warms my heart. So it gives me the motivation to keep going. Um, But without further ado, today's topic is about stress. So stress is a part of our everyday life, right? And what would life be without stress? It sure would be a heck of a lot better, wouldn't it? Um, Frankly, though, in life, things do happen, most of which are out of our control. And there's going to be really stressful times in our lives, whether it's, you know, a death in the family, whether it's a financial crisis, whether it's health. I mean, there's just so many things that we could talk about stress wise. But I wanted to give you some tips and tricks on how I personally handle stress. And hopefully some of these tips and tricks will help you today. And stay tuned because I'll definitely be sharing um, a very stressful story today. And hopefully maybe you guys can relate. With that said, so number one, one of my favorite ways to handle stress is to actually pray. Now, everybody may not be religious or what have you, but regardless of whatever your faith or whatever religion you practice, um, or maybe you don't, and that's okay. I personally, since I am a Christian, I wholeheartedly believe in praying. Praying is everything to me. And I don't just pray to complain. I do pray often to God that he helps me, that he guides me, and not so much that he removes the mountain but gives me the strength to climb. I heard that in a song once. I had to sing in a choir like a long time ago, and there was a song about um, God, don't remove that mountain, but just give me the strength to climb it. And so um, sometimes when we pray, it's not always about erasing our problems, but God, just give us the wisdom and the strength to get through it. Um, But praying a lot of times for me is about asking for peace, because while you're in the midst of that stressful situation, there is nothing like having peace. And while all that stuff is going on, you can still live in peace, be able to go to sleep at night. And that's something that I pray for all the time. He will give you that peace. He will give you that wisdom if you just ask. So praying definitely helps. Number two, be still. There are actually times in life when among or amidst all of the chaos that instead of us just freaking out, just chill out. Be still. Rest. Take a nap. Get quiet. You know, and I think it's really important that we go to that quiet space so that we can listen to ourselves, listen to our spirit, you know, what's going on with our energy, what's going on in our minds. And sometimes just being quiet can answer so many of our problems and also just give us that solace and that peace and that comfort 
knowing that, you know what, I can get through this. It's tough right now. But being still really does take some strength because it can be really hard, you guys, when you're going through something, right? And anytime we're going through something, it's very personal, you know, whether it's at work, whether it's a loved one, relationships, I mean, you name it, right? There's just so many things that could go wrong and it can be really hard to just be still. But I challenge you, if you are going through something, be still, be quiet, disconnect from your device, and sometimes you just have to get away. So number three is to find a distraction. If you're lucky enough and you live near a beach, you know, going to the beach is a great opportunity to reflect, but also again, to distract yourself and kind of take your mind off the bad things that are going on. So going to the beach is a great one. Maybe even just playing a game on your phone. I know for me, I have a game that I have on my phone that I play all the time whenever I just need a moment to myself in order to stay sane. And that's okay too. You can find something that allows you to kind of distract yourself. You know, I know for my husband, for him, it's actually playing video games. You know, that takes the stress away when he's had a really rough day or long day at work. He just plays a video game and I give him his space and his time to just play and kind of release that stress. And also it distracts him from what's going on so that he can have a little bit of time to himself. So Find that distraction, whether it's going to the movie or going to hang out with friends or reading a book, going to the beach, things of that nature. Find something that really speaks to you. And for me, sometimes that distraction is just going out and getting some food. (laughs) Food is my therapy. Um, But I definitely recommend that. That can be extremely helpful in your stressful situation. Number four is confiding in someone that you can trust. Um... Having an accountability partner and just having someone that you can call your confidant is huge. I mean, you know, you think about all the stressful times or things that have happened in your life, you know, maybe your relationship ended or, you know, maybe you're having to unexpectedly find a new job. I mean, there's so many things, as I mentioned before, but it's nice to have someone that you can count on, that you can express yourself and tell them your situation. And of course, you do want to be careful with who you choose to share your personal life with. Uh, My advice is always to, one, be cautious, and then to maybe keep some private details to yourself. You know, of course, unless you're in danger or something like that, then definitely you need to seek help, seek professional help, etc. But we want to be careful of two, not getting into the habit of sharing every last detail of our life every second of the day, because you do need some privacy and you want to be able to make your own decisions without judgment, things of that nature. Um, but having someone that you can count on, I mean, even if it's a counselor, you know, or a therapist, somebody that's certified and trained and educated, or if you have a friend or maybe it's your mom or your sister or brother or something like that, someone you can count on. Um, it's nice to have someone who has an ear, you know, that's willing to listen, that's not going to judge you, that's there for you, that's supporting you and going to help you get to where you need to be. So that can definitely be an awesome way to relieve some stress. Next, number five, uh, this is a big one, actually, I, I really want you to understand your stress. This is a great way to actually get to the root of where it's coming from. Why are you so stressed? Sometimes we think, the stress is coming from, oh, I've just had a long day at work. Well, is it really work or is it something else that's going on? Sometimes we have to ask ourselves why. Asking why can be a very, very powerful question 
and not just assume what we think it is. And that goes back to being still and listening to your body. (laughs) Listen to your mind and your thoughts. What's really going on? What are you hiding from? What are you running from? You know, and once you understand what's really going on, you really want to own that truth and find ways to get to the bottom of it. Without clarity, we really can't solve that problem if we don't know what that problem really is. So I want you to take some time to figure out what is going on. What what do you need a vacation? You know, maybe you need to take some time off. Do you need to separate yourself from someone? I mean, it could be a, a million different things, but taking that time to be still, be quiet, go to a quiet place or go somewhere by yourself and take some time to reflect can be a great way for you to understand what's at the core and what's at the root of my stress. And then next, number six, is to focus on the outcome. This is actually one of my favorite tactics on handling stress. Instead of focusing on the painful, stressful situation that you're in right now, right? Maybe it's, oh my God, I can't pay my bills or oh my gosh, you know, I just lost my job, or oh my gosh, you know, my boyfriend broke up with me, my boyfriend broke up with me, whatever, whatever it is. I really want you guys to focus on, well, what do you want the desirable outcome to be? Do you want the desirable outcome to be that you find a woman or a man that's going to love you for who you are and treat you like the queen or king that you are, what have you, right? Whatever it is that you want. Um, What is another possible outcome that you find and land your dream job, that you move to that city that you've been wanting to move all this time? Uh, Instead of focusing on the problem, instead of focusing on the problem, I really want you to focus on the desirable outcome. So what we're doing here is we're shifting our thought from putting all our energy on the problem and stressing and ranting and venting. But now we're going to shift and use that same energy towards a solution, towards actually what we want to accomplish. I think one of our mistakes we make when we're undergoing crazy stress is that we focus too much on the stress and we don't focus enough on the solution, on the desirable outcome that we want to happen. Because sometimes that unfortunate event that's going on or whatever it is you're going through could be a good thing. It could be a wake-up call. It could be an awakening to say, hey, it's code red. You know, it's, it's time to change your life. So now hear me out. Stress is not a good thing. But what I am saying is sometimes it could be sending a powerful message. It could be trying to warn you or save you from digging yourself in a deeper hole or putting your health at risk, right? Or whatever it may be. So I think that we can use stress as a tool to get to where we need to be and say, hey, you know what? There's a reason why I'm under the stress. And maybe this is a red flag. Maybe this is a wake up call that I should not be at this job, that I should not be with this person. So I would focus your attention on getting to the desirable outcome that you want. Because now what that does is, It puts power in your hands. Now you have control. And remember, you guys, you know, life is all about not so much what happens to you, but how you respond to it. Things are going to happen, right? Car accidents, unfortunate events. There are things, most of the things we really can't even control, but it's really how you handle it and how you focus and shift your thoughts on solving that problem that really gets you to where you want to be. 
So to give you an example and share one of my stories, as I promised I would share, um, I will never forget when I completed my real estate course and I was ready to take the state exam here in Florida. I was so excited. I studied. I aced the class. I got like a like a 95% score in the class. I mean, I did really, really well. I think I only missed like one or two questions on the class exam. For those of you who are real estate agents or for those of you who have taken a real estate um, sales associate course who have tried to become um, a broker or an agent, you definitely know that just because you pass the class does not mean you're going to pass the state exam. The state exam is a completely different animal. I've been warned. Everybody talks about it. But of course, you're like, yeah, but I'll be fine. I'm going to study. I got index cards. You know, I'll be just fine. (laughs) So I'll never forget. I signed up for the earliest possible test that was available. And I think once I finished my, my class... I think the earliest one was like three weeks after the class. I was like, okay, I'll take that one. Because I do say when you finish the class, take the test immediately so that you can retain the information. It's fresh on your brain. Don't wait six months after the class. So to in order to increase your chances of passing. So with that said, took the, took the exam. So with that said, signed up. Great. It's January coming into the new year. I'm really excited because I'm taking this course, which I believe I'm going to pass. I get to the exam room, I open the test, it was all multiple choice and it's on the computer and let me tell you, (laughs) when I open that test by question number two, question number three, I'm like, I'm in the wrong room. This is not my test. I didn't understand any of the questions. It was just like written in a different language. I didn't understand it. I felt, oh no, they got this confused. I'm in the wrong place. I'm in the wrong room. And lo and behold, oh no, I was in the right room and I was taking the right test. But when I tell you the amount of stress I was put under, that pit that falls into your stomach when you go to take an exam and you thought you studied, but then you take the exam and you're looking at it and you're like, holy crap, I'm about to fail this thing. I'll never forget the feeling because I had this pit in my stomach. I got really hot and it got and I was starting to like sweat and get nervous and shaky like holy crap, you know, I'm screwed. <laughs> so you talk about stress. I mean, it, it it was intense and for me this was definitely a stressful moment because I had already spent hundreds of dollars on the real estate course, on the book, getting my thumbprints and background tests and applying with the state. You know, it's hundreds of dollars and you have to also pay to take the exam with the state. If you don't pass, you just have to keep paying to retake the test. And I was so determined, like, no, I'm going to pass on the first try, blah, blah, blah. Y'all, I was so stressed and embarrassed because I thought I had studied and it's a hundred and it's actually a hundred and three questions. But anyway, so I was like, man, what I did right then and there in that moment, I was like, you know what? First of all, it is what it is. Um, I'm going to do the best I can. And I said a prayer in my head and I was like, you know what, God, I know I studied. I didn't take it lightly. I did really well in the class. I just pray, God, that you give me the opportunity to pass. 
And you know what? I accept that if I fail, I know what to work on next, but I'm just going to take my time. I pray that you're just with me every step of the way and just allow me to pass this exam. So once I said that prayer, I was at total peace. I accepted the fact that, look, I'm probably not going to pass, but I'm just going to take it question by question. I'm going to take my time. I'm going to take it serious. I'm here now and I'm going to do the best that I can right? I'm here. I pay for it. It is what it is. So the exam they give you, I believe is about three hours allotted for you to take the exam. I took the entire three hours and I intentionally took the entire three hours because I wanted to double check and triple check my answers and make sure that I was confident in my answers. And thankfully, they had this feature on the test where you can skip a question and come back to it later, but you can not only skip it, but you can flag it so you know which questions. It's kind of like marking it, um, saying, okay, this is a question I'm going to come back to. So I'm really glad I had that feature because there's some exams that don't allow you to skip and come back. So I wanted to make sure that I answered all the easy ones first and gave myself more time for the hard ones, blah, blah, blah. Guys, I got out of the room turned in my test or whatever, submitted it, it was online, then walked out of the proctor and went to like the front desk and they'll tell you right then and there if you passed or failed. So there was definitely some anxiety and ridiculous amount of stress. (sighs) So I had to take a deep breath, walk out, and the front desk lady prints out this sheet that tells you if you failed or passed. I look at the sheet, y'all, and I passed. I could not believe it. Now, I know for me, (laughs) and there are a lot of people that have taken the real estate exam, the state exam, and a lot of people do not pass on the first try because the state exam is not quite like your class. Your class is more fun and a little bit more loose. The state exam is written by the state. So it's it's a totally different style of, of writing and technique. And it's really a mental game when it comes to those types of exams. But anyway, without further ado, I knew that this was hard and I completely saw what everybody was saying. Like, wow, this test, I thought it was in a completely different room. That's how that's how drastic the difference is. And what I did, though, to overcome that One, I give all the glory to God that I passed because I just took a moment and prayed. At that moment, I just was like, you know what? (laughs) I don't know what's going to happen, but I know that I can trust you and I'm okay whether I pass or fail. If I fail, I'm prepared for that mentally and I'll retake the course and retake the class um, or retake the exam if I have to. But I was at total peace and I really attribute my praying method and having that peace as to why I actually passed. I did have some skill and some technique involved in how to pass the exam, which definitely helped. And that's not something you want to rush through. But it was very stressful. And um, and this was years ago. This was in 2016, uh, back when we were in Orlando. So this was before I had a child, but I was really determined to get my real estate um, license because I wanted to Um, have access to the MLS. And also I wanted to dabble into real estate investing, et cetera, et cetera. So it was wonderful. It was was very exciting that I was blessed with passing the exam. So it was absolutely amazing. And then I joined Keller Williams right after that, which was an amazing opportunity and really felt like a family. 
But I say all that to say um, there's going to be times in our life that we have stress and it's all about how you manage it. And for for some of you, y'all are like, really, you talked about a real estate exam. But for me at the time, that was really stressful. Of course, I've had other moments of stress, but that was like the first thing I could think of where I was like freaking out. And so regardless, though, what, whatever it is that you may be going through, this too shall pass. You can get through it. Failure and pain is temporary. What would life be, you know, without those stories and without those lessons learned? And I encourage you all to find what works for you for stress. And hopefully you can choose one of the methods that I provided today on the podcast. And I really, really hope that this helps at least one person out there. Um, But I really appreciate you guys having the patience to listen to the story and to listen to the episode. And and again, we appreciate you guys' support means a whole lot to us. So let me know if there's any topics that you would like to have. If you want to leave us a message, you can actually leave a message for us on our podcast. Let me make sure I get you guys the right link. If you guys go to anchor.fm slash legendvest slash message, y'all make it a great day and we'll see you soon.